What's going on guys, Philosopher here and welcome back to FGC Philosophy. This is where we level up inside and outside the virtual arena by talking about topics that are important to me that I think are gonna help us all improve in life and hopefully in games as well. Today's topic is uh, kind of an update on uh, what I was doing this weekend. I didn't get a chance to upload an episode. Uh, I was too busy getting ready to go to Chicago and that's because I went to LCS Finals and that's the League of Legends Championship Series that uh, is the American version, right? They go and compete in an arena over in Chicago and I got, I got free tickets to that, so I went. And what I'm gonna do is talk about that a little bit with you guys. So let's get right into it. All right, so one of the awesome things about this, normally it's a two-day event, Saturday and Sunday, but we at Western Michigan University got free tickets and also got a tour of the production that they do there at the arena. So the first thing that we did was we got a, a tour of the pre-show stage. There's a lot of like tailgating and different kinds of events that happened before the show leading up to the show, to the matches, that started on Saturday morning. I think they started at 10, I didn't go on Saturday, I hung out with a friend, I'll get to that in a little bit. But what they did was they showed us the stage and essentially, you know, we got to talk to a few people as well, uh, get an understanding of how the pre-show stage works. It was really, really impressive. I, I don't know how to emphasize that enough. We weren't allowed to take any pictures, so I don't have any pictures of it. I should have taken some pictures during the live event on the, the, the pre-stage show. I just didn't think about it for whatever reason. Uh, I have some other pictures that I'll post on the video version, uh, and some I've already posted on my social media if you're following me on Twitter, then it's already there. But nonetheless, we got an understanding of how the work is gonna go, and we also got to talk to a few different people who worked at Riot, including one guy, he, who, I don't know if he works technically for Riot, but he does work around Riot. He is a uh, content creator who does a lot of interviews with pro players. Uh, his name was Travis Gafford, and he uh, it was pretty cool. Uh, he answered questions, and one of the questions that I asked that uh, got him to think a little bit, <laughs> that got him to like emote a little bit, was how do you get pro players to open up and talk a little bit more? If you've ever done any interviews with players or competitors on a high level, sometimes you might find that they don't really say much. They don't really give you the answers that you're looking for or that, you know, the response that you'd want to have. They just give you like one or two word answers and then that's it. Uh, and I've experienced that myself, so I wanted to hear his take. And he was, I'm pretty sure he was happy to hear that question or happy to answer that question, but it definitely brought up some feelings for him that I totally can relate to. Because he, he basically was like, that's a really great question because pro players are they can there's some notorious ones that don't open up and so he talked about uh, something that i already do so i feel like i'm already on the right track but that's getting them to open up talking to them a little bit before the interview perhaps or asking questions or talking to them in a way that that kind of makes them feel more comfortable helps them trust you just kind of what they like to talk about what do they enjoy talking about things that they're passionate about um and things that they're experts in that they know how to articulate and if you don't know them well enough you don't always know that but if you have a casual conversation then it's a little bit easier to get that out of them uh, and i feel like that's one of my strong suits when i do interviews and conversations that i i can get them to trust me i think <laughs> if you're someone who's been on the show and you you're listening to this for whatever reason let me know if you disagree or if you agree but i think that is really important i would agree with them totally that when you're talking to somebody getting them to feel comfortable getting to know what they enjoy talking about uh, is really important for getting them to open up but nonetheless 
that that was the one that stood out to me. We talked to a couple of different people, but that was the one that I was really excited for. I asked a couple of questions about how they do production, what software they use, which I'm pretty sure they use vMix. And that's the same software that we use for our production at the arena. So I I felt, I can't even use the words right now. I just, I just feel really excited. I feel really happy, um, kind of relatable that this production industry, this production company within Riot uh, that I look up to, they are using the same software. So I feel like the software that I have, I absolutely adore. vMix is such a great piece of software and uh, the PC that we have can accommodate it in every single way. And our facility at the arena is great, uh, but I'm learning as I go. I don't have a, a degree or any expertise in production. It's just things that I've learned over the course of years. And I, I guess I could say now that I'm an expert in production because of my experience, but I never had any formal training. So uh, I sometimes am hard on myself when it comes to production. I always feel like I need to do better and I'm okay with that. I don't stress too much about production, but I'm always hungry to learn more. It's one of the things that I'm excited about. One of the things I love about working at WMU or anything when it comes to uh, production, whether it be commentary, actually broadcasting it or planning it. The planning part's a little stressful sometimes, but it's, it's an excitement I can't really explain, especially when it comes to live production because there's no do-overs. There's no second chances. You have to do it as best as you can and roll with the punches once it starts. There's nothing else you can do but just adjust. And I, I love that mentality. That is the pinnacle of what I think it takes to, to perform under pressure. It's hard to articulate some of these thoughts, but when it comes to production, absolutely love it but to fast forward a little bit we got a tour of the inside of the arena as well we went backstage got to see where they eat uh like how everything is set up the different rooms there was tons of rooms with people in production just sitting around on computers tons of computers we didn't go in there because they were setting up and getting ready we didn't want to disturb them a little bit unfortunate because i i had some questions that the tour people couldn't necessarily answer uh, and that, that wasn't their field so i'm not ragging on them or anything like that but when it comes to production, Western Michigan University is kind of above the standard to other schools. Most other schools don't commit to production as much as we do. But nonetheless, uh, I was really hungry to get more information and get more answers. But, uh, you know, we asked what we could and I just observed as much as I could to see what people are doing. You know, I, I didn't want to peek in too much or be too nosy, but I was really, really hungry to learn more. So hopefully in the future, I can talk to someone from Riot uh, to get more insight on what they do. The, the last big thing that was really awesome for me was we got to walk on the, the stage, the floor that was uh, going to be the floor for the event. For those who haven't ever seen an LCS event or seen like a, a live League of Legends tournament on stage, uh, it is epic. They did the same thing last year or uh, in 2019, I should say, for LCS finals in Detroit. Uh, essentially what they have is like this big gray floor, right? And they were, they were setting it up so we got to see it blank, but it's this gray floor. And if you look up, there's tons of projectors pointing down at the actual floor and they animate it. They have like tons of graphics that have the team names. They have different updates. If you're a League of Legends player, then you know what the dragon and the Baron are. Uh, and they show an animation of the dragon of the Baron on the floor. Uh, they'll show players when they make certain plays. They'll show like an actual picture of the player. These are high level or high quality projectors. So it looks like the floor is essentially a giant projector screen, but it also has like different shapes to it. It's, it's a almost like a mountainous, type of angles 
on certain parts of the floor. It was very much like a unique asymmetrical sort of look to it. It had flat surfaces as well, but it was just so cool the way they set it up. I have a couple of pictures, I think. I might have some pictures of the floor. I don't remember per se. We we were really close. We were like front row seats, which was really awesome. But we couldn't like see a good view of the floor from where we were. We actually just saw the gameplay. We didn't necessarily need to see the floor. But it's just a cool thing, right? And it's so silly to, and when you hear it out loud that you're just super excited about a floor. But if you saw it and you're into production, then you totally would understand why the hell I'm so hype about a floor. And why I'll just sit there and stare at the floor just to see what they do. But overall... Friday was really awesome. It was worth it. You know, I, I had to go and drop off my son on the way to the event and my coworkers or my staff picked me up from my parents' house. Uh, and my son, my son was being watched by my parents, his grandparents. So that was really awesome. Shouts out to my parents for, for doing that so that I could go to Chicago uh, and gave a weekend off to my wife. She got to hang out by herself and just watch some TV shows from Doctor Who. So it was kind of a win-win-win for all of us. Uh, <laughs> my grandparents love seeing my kid. But to get back to the point, to the, uh, of the event, uh, after the tour, I linked up with one of my friends I've known for like, ooh, geez, like 20 years? I don't know. It's been a long time. I was in high school. I'm 35 now. I've known him since I was like 14. So you can you can do the math. I think that's like 20 years, 21 years, something like that. <laughs> it may have been maybe 13. I was in middle school. Either way, I got to hang out with him. I crashed in his couch. I got to hang out, meet his daughter. Haven't seen her since she was like just born, like one years old. Uh, and then got to hang out with the wife as well. Got to go to a farmer's market the next day before going back to LCS. And, and I got to also show him what a live event looks like. He's totally a gamer. He's been playing games for a long time. That's one of the things that we bonded over, like Halo 1 way back in the day on the regular Xbox, going over to his house and playing some games. But yeah, he got to, I think, I think this was his first event, but he got to see it. And um, just kind of seeing his reaction, answering some questions. It was really fun. And uh, something I was saying to, I think him and to some of my staff, uh, I have a couple of staff members that are super, like ingrained into League of Legends. They know the pro series, they know the meta, like everything. And a lot of times I feel like I don't know anything about League of Legends, even though I've been playing it since like beta, right? I've been playing the game off and on for a really long time, but I don't get super deep into the competitive side of things just because it's a, a huge time commitment. Uh, but when I was talking to him and he had questions, it was kind of cool to be able to answer a lot of those questions and finally feel like I do know something about the game. And I, it wasn't until then I was like, oh, I do know a good bit about the game. And so sometimes I would just answer his questions based off of what I thought was the answer and then confirm it with the person next to me. And it, usually it was right. So it was really kind of cool to see that my my thought process is in the right area. So I, I really enjoyed uh, being able to talk to him about the game, seeing his reactions and just letting him enjoy his first live esports event you know the arena was packed for the day but on saturday right i didn't do the pre-show my staff did the pre-show it was too hot i didn't want to walk around i sweat really easily uh, i love exercise but like if i'm not like exerting if i'm sweating and i'm not necessarily like working out uh it's really uncomfortable to just be covered in sweat right so either way you know I, I got there when the event actually opened up it was packed right again if you're watching a youtube video or you follow me on twitter then you'll see pictures and videos of it i've been like live tweeting during the event and line was super long uh and uh, not a bad thing it was just cool to see a bunch of people just there and so we went to the event day one was evil geniuses versus 100 thieves and for multiple different reasons, most of us were rooting for our EG, Evil Geniuses. For me personally, the, the first reason I was rooting for EG is because I know them from fighting game fame. People like Ricky Ortiz, Chris G, and Justin Wong all played on Evil Geniuses at some point. I think 
Maybe Ricky Ortiz is still on EG, I'm not sure, but the other two, they've moved on to other sponsors as well. But it was just really cool to see them. On the other side though, the person, Edward Cleland, who's like their health and wellness coach, their mind and body coach, uh, he also coaches for EG. So I was also rooting to uh, have him win as well because, you know, I, I one, it's kind of selfish, right? I haven't talked about it too much because we're still in the planning phases of it, but he's at some point going to come to our arena and do a panel and we're going to have a discussion. I'm going to be the one moderating it. Uh, so I felt like this would be a great conversation fodder to talk about the, the finals as well. So I, I was rooting for that as well, but also he's a really cool guy. So I just wanted to see him, uh, you know, his team win. But nonetheless, uh, the event was actually, it went to game five, which was really hype. And every time it goes to game five, best three out of five, right? Uh, they play a song called Silver Scrapes. And uh, it, it was kind of cool seeing it again in person because everyone gets their flashlights out and like, you know, hums along to the song. Uh, but unfortunately, 100 Thieves managed to clutch it out. But what I do want to point out though, is that on the side of Evil Geniuses, there was a player called uh, Kaori. And he was the ADC, the uh, basically the damage dealer and, uh, on the bottom lane you know if you don't play league of legends i won't go too far into details but just know he was one of the like kind of like the quarterback right like the star of the of the team but nonetheless uh the event was actually it went to game five which was really hype and every time it goes to game five best three out of five right uh they play a song called silver scrapes and uh it, it was kind of cool seeing it again in person because everyone gets their flashlights out and like you know hums along to the song uh, but unfortunately, 100 Thieves managed to clutch it out. But what I do want to point out, though, is that on the side of Evil Geniuses, there was a player called uh, Kaori. And he was the ADC, the uh, basically the damage dealer in, uh, on the bottom lane. You know, if you don't play League of Legends, I won't go too far into details. But just know he was one of the, like kind of like the quarterback right like the star of the of the team that's the that's the person that has to kind of make the huge plays and do the most damage to some extent uh and it was his debut in playing in the pro series and up until that point he was on the academy team and he subbed in for a player uh, called danny that uh took some mental health leave and I, I don't think he's coming back right now at least not to eg but i gotta say for your world debut in LCS and League of Legends pro level gameplay, he did great. It was it was so impressive. Like he he made me a fan because of how much how well he performed under pressure. Like you gotta understand, this arena was packed, the crowd was loud, and uh this was the first time he had played in the pro series, pro league. And the fact that even though they lost barely, like they barely, barely lost, it wasn't you know, because of him, it was just, you know, some of the draft picks, it was a bunch of different things, but it definitely wasn't him or, or solely him. Maybe he could have played better for sure, but he didn't play terrible. And that's, that's impressive. Like you got to give respect to someone like that. So I'm going to be following EG in the future. They still go to worlds, which is basically the Olympics of League of Legends where they play other countries. LCS was regional. That was the, the tournament for, or the league for North America, uh, but they're going to be going to worlds, but they were playing basically for seating and also a trophy. And I believe some money as well. Unfortunately, they basically got third place in this uh, LCS finals, but they're still going to Worlds. We'll see how they do. They still have a chance. It's just going to be a harder bracket for them. But that basically concluded the end of day two, right? You know, LCS finals day one, day two for us. 
And I, I'll circle back to some production stuff in, at the end of this. So I'll, I'll talk about all of it kind of combined all at one. But I just want to give you an overview of my weekend. And then I'll talk about the things, that, my takeaways of it, right? So going into day two, I went at the very beginning of the event. Uh, mainly because my staff had to check out of the hotel. I had to get my stuff. And so we kind of all met up and got our stuff in the car. And then went to LCS early in the morning. Unfortunately, it was like a flash flood warning. So a lot of the stuff got canceled. A lot of the pre-show events sort of got canceled and then they brought some things back we got to see uh, a lot of players from the scene play in a 5v5 like kind of show match right it wasn't any of the pros that are actually competing it was you know tyler one who's a personality he's a content creator he's pretty notorious in the league of legends scene he's been to a lot of the lcs's a uh, huge personality small person <laughs> if you know you know if you don't you don't don't worry about it uh, but we also saw Double Lift, who I, I highly respect as a player. He's one of the best ADCs in the world, I think. Uh, I, I, he's one of the top 10 players in uh, LCS. Like He was recognized as one of the top 10 players. He actually got to carry out the trophy with another really strong player. Um, and some other players, other personalities like um, Sneaky, who's another pro player. I think they're both retired. Um, and that was really fun getting to see that. It was just kind of a silly match. And uh, we got to hang out, get some free tacos out of it. Pretty nice stuff. You know, we got some free swag throughout the course of the weekend between me and the staff and everything. Uh, we also got to link up with other schools. Other colleges got to go, whether they had free tickets or they uh, just wanted to go really bad. We got to link up with some of them after uh, day three of the game. But yeah, day three was Cloud9 C9 versus 100 Thieves. <laughs> oh, man. And this was a quick series. Right. It was a 3-0 for Cloud9. Cloud9 destroyed 100 Thieves. They made them look like they weren't even playing the game. It was no contest. Uh, they're really good. They're really, really good. There's nothing too much I can say about it. I'm not a huge League of Legends person, and this really isn't a huge League of Legends podcast, so I don't want to get into the meat and potatoes of like the meta and the gameplay. But just know... It, it was a sweep. They got wrecked. And I'm glad because I had to drive back home, go get my son and drive, you know, back to our house. So I had a, there was a lot of road time. So I wasn't looking forward to a long series. And I, I really appreciate Cloud9 for that. Uh, but to circle back to what I was saying before about production. Without a doubt, LCS, League of Legends, Riot, their events are some of the best productions in the world. And I don't just mean esports. I just mean period. And this was no different. You know, I was looking at everything. I was looking at how they utilized the entire arena. Like, the arena itself was really cool, and there was a lot of integration that they utilized within it. Uh, I wish I could articulate a lot of it, but the way they use, like, the lights, the, the, the scrolling tickers around the screen, the way they use the big stage with the monitors, the way they made virtual monitors within the live stream, it's, it's like, almost inception levels of, of production. It was really weird. The way they had the floor projectors and everything incorporated together, I was really trying to take it all in because I wanted to see what I could utilize back at the arena. We have a lot of limitations compared to Riot, but we have a lot of potential at our arena, and I'm just looking for ideas that we can utilize without having to necessarily need more staffing. And if I do need more staffing, just identifying what that is and setting it aside until I have more staffing that can do those things. And, you know, the lighting, the way they use the lighting, the way they use their monitors, the way they have the, you know, the presentation, their overlays, you know, the amount of breaks they were taking, just all these things, all these things that they were doing. I was really just taking it all in, trying to internalize it, thinking about it, talking to my uh, marketing slash production um, staff, 
and, and getting ideas on what we could do when we go back home. Not necessarily just for League of Legends, just in general. There's a lot of things that we can take and apply to other games. League of Legends, unfortunately, is one of those games where we avoid production for that game like The Plague, uh, mainly because Riot has exclusive access to the proprietary software to watch the game, spectate the game live. There's a three minute delay when you spectate League of Legends and I, I hate them for that. I really do. I, I'm so upset with them that they do that. Uh, and that's why we avoid doing League of Legends. But nonetheless, I can learn from those experiences and really utilize that. And when it comes to when it comes to production, one of the things we won't be doing, but I was kind of impressed by, was the fireworks. I got a video of that as well, but somehow they managed to do fireworks in an arena. Now, maybe this is something you guys have seen before. I don't go to a lot of live events, not at least ones that have pyrotechnics in it, uh, but they had fireworks in the arena. I mean, it was a pretty high ceiling, but even still, like the fireworks were hitting the catwalks and stuff. Like they were hitting. I was, I was looking the whole entire time to see where the fireworks are going and if they were coming back down. I, I've seen too many videos of fireworks going wrong. I also saw a freaking boat explode on the coast for a fireworks show because something bad would happen. All the fireworks went off. So I, I'm a little skittish for fireworks. I, I, I you know. I'm cautious. And we were right by it. Because we we're again, we were front row seat. I could like feel the heat coming off of some of these fireworks. The light were bright. I could smell the powder, the gunpowder. But it was cool. It was really intense. It was a little scary, but man, it was so hype. And then the other thing is like the MC, the host, uh, for I think it was day two, they had Captain Flowers. And they also had another guy too who's like a hype man. They had a couple of hype people. That's something that I'll, I'll circle back to in a second. But just watching the stage presence, watching the intensity of of Captain Flowers and the other hosts and the, the analysts and everything, and seeing how they their cadences, how they feed off of each other, how they use the standing desks, uh, that was all really, really fun to see. And uh, one of the things that I'm personally working on is my stage presence. I have to do a lot more speaking and trying to find that middle ground between being well-spoken, articulate, and, and calm, but also being able to switch to someone more hype and excited and, and able to get the crowd hype to get them to cheer. Like that is a skill that I hadn't thought about for years until I started getting more into commentary, started getting more into public speaking. And, and watching a lot of the commentators that I look up to, you know, like Tasty Steve or Yipes, the people who can get the crowd hyped up, it was kind of a skill that I lacked for a long time. And uh, over the course of doing a lot of commentary, I started to acquire that. And it's it's almost like, oh, what is the term for this? It, it, I don't know what else to do other than like, you know, alpha male or, or like a dominant presence, being able to tell people, start clapping your hands right now. Like being able to do that in a way that, you know, gets them to do it. Seeing people get the crowd to stand up and clap and, and cheer. It's an important skill to have. It's really, really important. I think sometimes it goes overlooked by people who don't appreciate those sort of things, uh, being me as well. You know, I, up until the point where I was working in esports, I didn't really care about getting anybody hyper or anything like that. I never saw the purpose of it, but there is a really big importance to getting a crowd involved in the event. Uh, you know, they, it makes it more memorable for them. It makes it more exciting for everyone. It, 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 the crowd creates an energy and everyone feeds off of that energy. Even I was getting excited and cheering and like, you know, standing up and doing the wave and I had a banner for the last day. I was really wanting to see a Vi pick. Uh, for those who don't know, there's a character called Vi. Uh, if you 
If you've ever seen Arcane on Netflix, if, if you haven't seen Arcane on Netflix, I highly recommend it, even if you don't play League of Legends. It is great. It might start off a little slow, but the animation, mwah, chef's kiss. The story, great. The characters, well written. You know, they have some strong female characters that aren't super cliche. They kick ass. You know, they have some really awesome story arcs and in, in story progression. I can't wait for season two. Anywho, back to my point though. You know, stage presence. It's, it's important. It's really important to have that skill. And I just thought about how I would do it, right? Not copying somebody else, not doing what someone else is doing. What would I do? How would I do it? Being able to just pause, being able to clearly say what I want to say with no filler words, no craziness that is not necessary, no fluff. How do I do that? You know, what does that look like? And I'm not bad at it, I don't think, but there's always room for important. There's always, always, always room for improvement. And that's a great place to learn. LCS, Captain Flowers, you know, Jat, all these people, all these personalities, they have a lot of experience in this field. And so I try to learn from them. I look up to them. I don't watch a lot of esports at home. Uh, I, I love being there live, but I, I just can't sit down and watch hours and hours and hours of uh, esports. Uh, I just struggle with it. If I'm alone, it's just really hard for me to like feed off of that energy of watching like the Twitch stream. I always turn off the Twitch chat. It's just not the same for me. I love being there live. I will go to live events whenever I can, if I can afford it. But watching it at home, not the same. Watching it in the arena is pretty cool though. Putting it on the big screen, that's usually pretty fun. I wanna do more watch parties in the future. Uh, but to get back to my point, overall, the production was great. The event was great. The teams were great. Cloud9 stomped 100 Thieves, and I'm okay with that because they, you know, my, my, my staff doesn't like them, right? I, I'm going to side with my staff just because I, I like them, and also they, they beat EG, and they didn't pick Vi ever, and they banned Vi a couple times, so, it, you know, there's a bunch of different reasons why I, I'm not a, you know, I don't hate them by any, it's like all in good fun, right? They're, I respect all these players. I'm not huge into actually literally hating teams, right? I think that's way over the top. Um, it's all in good fun. But yeah, it was fun to see them get stopped. It was pretty exciting, a uh, great event. My staff loved it. They were really thankful to be able to go to the event. You know, I, I got to see a friend that I haven't seen in person in a long time. We hang out online, we play games, we talk, but seeing someone in, in person, you know, it's been like three years. I think the last time I saw him was at my wedding, which was three years ago in August, something like that. I, it's crazy that I've been married. It's crazy that I'm married first off. It's crazy that I've been married for that long, uh, but nonetheless, it was a great show. I'm super thankful for Riot for giving us free tickets and giving us that backstage tour and giving us such great seats, you know, being able to see some old friends. I got to run into someone that I did commentary for in the past. He actually had his jersey on with his gamer tag and, and he was like two seats, two rows in front of me. And I was like, what? I know that name. I had to Google it first just to make sure. And then I DM'd him on Twitter just to make sure it was the same guy. And like he replied instantly because I saw him on Twitter anyway. I was like two seats away from him. So it was really easy to see what he was doing on his phone. Uh, and it was just crazy. We connected, we talked. Uh, I'm gonna hit him up later on in the future because he does other stuff. Like FGC is a passion of mine. I love the FGC. That's why I still call this FGC philosophy and I probably won't change the name because I wanna give some love to the FGC even though I'm personally veering away from it because there's not a lot of money in the FGC. It's a passion project. Hopefully in the future that'll change, especially with Project L. They didn't announce any Project L stuff so I was wrong about LCS finals actually potentially revealing it. I didn't think it was possible. They might do it at Worlds or at the VGAs. I think those are the two best opportunities this year. Riot said they do another announcement. I have a video talking about this coming up in the future. So when I do upload that, just 
have that caveat in your head that I, I got that call wrong. But nonetheless, I'm happy. Uh, this is Monday now, so I had to do, you know, watch my son today. Got to go see my mom. It was her birthday. We visited her, got her some gifts, um, came back home, did some emails, and caught up with uh, some of the work from from Western and Albion just to catch up with, you know, emails and whatnot. But it was technically my off day, so I didn't do a lot of work. Hung out, practiced some Rocket League, and now I'm recording this podcast. And now I'm saying goodbye. This has been a great weekend. Uh, I look forward to going again in the future. Hopefully it's somewhere close in the Midwest again. And yeah, let me know what you thought. Did you guys go to LCS? What did you think? Did you watch it online? Would love to hear from you. Make sure you follow me on Twitter. I'm now streaming on YouTube and Twitch. So if you are on my YouTube, stay tuned for that because I'm simultaneously streaming on both now. I'm using a new software called Prism, not sponsored by them by any means. Uh, it's just a great piece of software that I'm probably gonna just fully commit to. Uh, I have everything set up. I love the software. It is great. Nonetheless, thank you guys so much. I'm getting out of here and I will see you all in the next one.